Hello, my friends. Welcome. January 15th, 2020. Well past the day that most New Year's resolutions have died. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the beauty of goals, why they're better than resolutions, and I'm going to give you five questions to ask yourself that will help you to come up with good goals that will help you improve you, yourself, your community, your loved ones, help you improve your life in 2020. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. So let's talk about goals, resolutions, and all that fun stuff. We are well into 2020. We're more than halfway. Actually, I think when this uh, episode drops, we will be exactly one half of the way through January, which I personally feel like is the longest month of the year. Well past the date that most New Year's resolutions stop. But I'm not big fans of resolutions because typically resolutions are a wish without a plan. They're a hope without a purpose. They're like, you know, I'm going to go do this thing in this perfect world. And, and most people, even when they make them, they're like, okay, I probably won't actually follow through. What I am a fan of is goals and plans. So we've talked about 2020 and 2019. We talked about, well, what's your word for 2020? Do you want a word? Do you want a theme? I want to talk to you about what makes good goals for 2020, uh, really for anything, but what are some good goals that you can engage so that you do feel like you're achieving something and that you have control of your life? And I do also want to point out that there are, I mean, there's a lot of different learning styles, but there's two broad ways uh, that we process information and that affects how we set goals. When we uh, have one learning style, we tend to think broad picture first and then fill in the details. Other people tend to think uh, details first and that will lead them to the broad picture. It doesn't matter what learning style you have uh, in regards to that, you just have to understand which way you would do it and understand how the parts fit together. So the first thing that I do is I ask myself, what do I want to accomplish for the year? I have a friend who actually starts out and be like, okay, well, what would I like to accomplish on a daily goal? I end up there. He ends up at the year. We both end up with the same information. We just process it differently. And, you know, if you're the other way, then your husband or your wife or your partner or whatever, that's fine. You just need to know what kind of style you have and how you can embrace that and run that down. So start out with, what do you want to accomplish in the year of 2020? What are you hoping that 2020 will bring you goal-wise, accomplishment-wise? So everything I do is for the year. If I have a financial goal, it's for the year. And then I break it down to monthly, weekly, and in some cases, daily. Uh, right now, I'm doing an Apple goal. Now, one of the things that I do, in fact, it's one of the reasons that I waited until uh, the middle of the month to drop this episode, is that I rarely finalize my yearly goals until the near the end of January. And so I kind of play with January a little bit. I, I take goals that I try out, that I start with, and I see how they go, and then we move forward from there, or I move forward from there. So I start out with the 12 months and I work it backwards. Uh, one of the things I'm doing right now is an apple a day, but I haven't really set like the goal 
Is the goal going to be 350 days out of the year? Is it going to be four days a week, uh, a month? So 12 days out of the month, I, I, or yeah, 16 days out of the month, uh, which would be a lot less than 350 days for the year. I haven't really decided. I actually have time scheduled later today to finalize that. But this is the type of thing that I'm doing. And I try to do it across all of my life. I even last year, I, I wrote out every room in my house and some of the improvements that I would like to make. I didn't set them as goals. I did set, okay, I'd like to get X amount of projects done as a goal. So you can do that however you feel most comfortable approaching the process. But start out, if, if you're like me, you're going to start out with the year and you're going to work it backwards. If you're like my friend or even my dad, uh, you're going to start out with the dailies and work your way out to the year. doesn't matter. Just make your list. But here's the thing that you have to consider. Good goals are 100% in your control. I was talking to somebody just this week, and he said, well, you know, my word for the year is healthy, which kind of means this, and it might mean that, and a little bit of this, and a little bit of that. And until it's finalized, all of those phrases are fine, kind of, and maybe, and sort of. But when you finalize it, it has to be 100% in your control. So what does healthier mean? I'm going, that, that, that's, that's a state of being. Okay, so that's the 12-month goal. What do I need to do? Well, I need to, and, and we started kind of hammering out what are the things that he needs to do. I want to be kinder. Somebody told me that. I was like, that's a great goal, but how are you going to measure it? I want to be more complimentary. Another great goal, but how are you going to measure it? I want to, and whatever that next thing is, it, it, it probably is a great goal, but how are you going to measure it? What are you going to do to measure your success? It has to be 100% in your control, and it has to be measurable. If you can't measure it, it didn't happen. And so as you start laying these goals out, one of the things that you have to start considering is, do I control this? Do I control my ability to put in the behavior? So if you want to lose weight, I'd argue you probably control that. But what you definitely control is how much you eat, what kind of foods you eat, and uh, how much time you exercise, whether or not you operate at what uh, experts call a caloric deficit. If you decide that you want to save money, you control that as long as you're making enough money to cover your bills. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't. Okay, well then, okay, I got to look at that, right? Do I, do I need cable? Do I need uh, seven different streaming services? As cute as Baby Yoda is, do I need Disney Plus? You know, those different types of things. And when you come up against something, then you're like, okay, well, I control this sort of, but there are outside forces, perhaps like money, one of the questions you have to ask yourself is what is the smallest possible goal that I could set? So, okay, if I save five bucks a week, that's not a lot of money. That's roughly 20 bucks a month. That's $240 a year. But over time with interest, that 240 bucks will grow. Uh, I want to pay off debt. Okay, great. Do you control that? Well, you control whether or not you put any more debt on. If you, if you're, Income is not quite up to your outgo for life essentials. You may not control how much of your debt you currently pay down, but you do control whether or not you go into more debt, whether or not you use more credit cards. Uh, if you want to, um, boy, what would be another goal that maybe we want to do that we control 
um, and that we can measure. Maybe you want to get more involved into cultural things. One of my goals has always been to introduce my kids to as many cultural things as I can. And so I set that up as a goal. I mark out how I'm going to measure it because I control that. And so some years it's been, hey, we can go get season passes to Grand Rapids Broadway. Actually, not some years. This past year was the first year. Uh, Other years it's been, we can go visit this zoo. We can go visit this museum. We can go visit this art gallery. We can go listen to this reading at a coffee shop. Just putting in different cultural pieces with my kids. Dates for my wife. I control that because it doesn't have to be a dinner date. It could be a $5, let's go get coffee and sit down and chat date for an hour and a half. Those are great dates. So I control those things and I can measure them. I either did them or I didn't. So the first two things that you need to consider as you're looking at 2020 and you're making your goals isn't actually what you want to do alone. You want to consider that. What do I want to do? And you want to consider that in its context. But ultimately, what you want to consider is, do I completely control what it is that I want to do? And can I measure it? So do I control it? Is it measurable? Obviously, we're talking about behaviors. The goal could be a state of being. The goal could be a position. But... uh, what we're talking about, good goals are behaviors. So you know, I was talking to somebody, I was like, one of the things that I often consider is, uh, you know, a goal of, I've, I've, heard, I've talked to writers, I've, I think I've read it somewhere maybe, where they have a goal of collecting 75 rejection letters. A lot of writers, you don't have to write proposals. And collecting 75 rejection letters or a contract because they don't completely control whether or not they get the contract. There's somebody else who has to read their work and be like, yep, that sounds like something we want to do. That sounds like something we would do and sign the contract. But they do control applying to 75 places. And in in the professional, that professional world, it's considered uh, inappropriate to not, I guess, you know, if you're going to reject them to not at least let them know. Uh, I guess you wouldn't want their feelings being hurt for not knowing. I don't know how that would work. Regardless... Is it in my control? What is the behavior? And is it in my control completely? If it isn't, you need to rework it. You need to remassage it. You need to spend more time with it. So getting healthy, good state of goal. Okay, well, I need to go to the gym three times a week. Well, that's easy now. Now you can control it. But you do have to ask yourself, is it realistic? So is it in my control? Is it measurable? And is it realistic? Uh, I was talking to somebody one time we were doing this. They wanted to work on, you know, improving their life. And they came in and they wanted to make a million dollars in the year. And they had never made more than about 18000 prior to that. And so my question was, okay, great. Why do you think this is realistic? And I know this is America. This is the land of dreams. And I'm all for dreams. I'm all for doing things that people tell you you can't do. That motivates me, certainly, when people are like, well, you couldn't do that. Okay, cool. Watch me. So I'm all for that. And at the same time, I do think we have to ask ourselves, is there a realistic uh, means by which I'm going to accomplish this goal? How realistic is it that I'm going to make a million dollars if I've never made more than 18000 Maybe it is realistic. Maybe the only reason, the reason you've only made $18,000 is because you've been working on a tech breakthrough and that's been getting all of your time. You've just been making enough money to pay your bills. 
but you need to have a reason. How realistic is this goal that I'm chasing? How realistic is it that I will be able to accomplish it? Because that's where the, 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 the battle comes in your mind when you don't want to do it. If you start out with a goal that you're like, that's not attainable, that's not something that I can actually do, the battle will come in your mind and one of the arguments will be, well, it was never realistic anyhow. So is it realistic? Now, this isn't just, is it difficult or is it hard, but is it realistic? What's completely in my control? How do I measure it? Is it realistic? The next question is, what's the emotional payoff to it? Why do I want to get to this place? What's it for? I had a client one time who was going on a all-expenses-paid vacation, all-inclusive vacation, and she wanted to wear a certain dress. Okay, fine. Like, that was really pretty simple. When we wrote out her goals, we listed the dresses. That's part of the emotional payoff. Going on that vacation with her husband, part of the emotional payoff. I had a client one time who had to lose weight in order to have a surgery. Uh, and that surgery wasn't actually the goal. It was the quality of life after the surgery that was the emotional payoff. That became part of the goal because your emotional payoff becomes part of your goal, even if it isn't stated. So there's two parts to the goal, the end product goal, that is the state of being or the accomplishment, but then there's the payoff to it. What's the emotional payoff? So one of the reasons I was talking to somebody who was a fitness trainer and he said that uh, if he were to uh, start a business, he would talk to his clients about making sure that they work on their legs, especially clients that are older in the second half of middle age. He said, because when they enter into the last third of life, the legs are one of the things that are most difficult. And you think about how often you use them, getting up and out of a chair, sitting down to go to the bathroom, laying in bed, getting out of bed, getting into bed, uh, squatting down to pick something up, pick up something that you dropped. There's a lot of behaviors that people in the third stage of life often struggle doing because they didn't take care of their legs in the first two stages. And so he would talk about that as a goal and he would talk about the emotional payoff of avoiding that, um, those troubles of not being able to do the normal things that happen in life. Uh, we can't ignore that there is an emotional payoff to the thing that we want to accomplish. We just typically probably don't want to start there. We want to start with what is it that we want to accomplish. I want to save money. I want to write a book. I want to go back to school. I want to get a degree. I want to buy a house. I want to flip a house. Uh, I want to uh, be known for being more kind. Okay, well, what would the emotional payoff to that be? It feels good to be kind. Okay, that, that's an emotional payoff. So what is it that I want to do? Do I completely control it? Is it measurable? How realistic is it? And, and by that, we're literally, we're not like, oh, I'll never be kinder. That's, that's crazy because I control that. We want to just make sure that we're not, we're not setting goals. Like, I want to be a best-selling author. Bad goal. Now, it can be a dream, but it's a bad goal only because you don't control it. I want to write really good material and be associated with a quality publishing company. Okay, that's a good goal. Because even though good material is somewhat subjective, you're going to have to kind of figure out what does that mean uh, uh, you, you know, definitive, definitively so that we can measure it. And the same thing with the quality publishing company. 
But you, you can make that a goal because it'll feel good. Because one of the things to consider is it doesn't matter if you fail at the goal. In my opinion, failing at the goal isn't the problem. Not having goals is the problem. If we set enough goals, we're not going to make them all. Now, we do know, you can look this up, simple Google search to get you pretty good science. People who have goals and write them down tend to accomplish them. The majority of them, not all of them. But how realistic is it? Right? That, that is the third question. Uh, not just that I wrote it down. Okay, well, still, is it realistic? You know, if you, again, I'll go back to that. If you only made $18,000 ever in your life and now you're going to make a million, why? That doesn't sound realistic to me. Uh, if you d have not read books, you're a 34-year-old person and you've not read books ever, probably I'm going to read 35 books, 36 books, because uh, I can do that math easier. That's three books a month. Uh, that's probably not realistic, but I'm going to read for 15 minutes a day, five days a week. That's probably more realistic because one of the things that I love about when you write down your goals is then at the end of the year when you can kind of measure the year, and, and I do that actually, I'll do it in about the middle of the year and then I'll do it at random checkpoints. You, you can actually, okay, why didn't I achieve this goal? Why didn't I read 15 minutes? So do I control it? Is it measurable? Is it realistic? What's the emotional payoff? And then, and I think this is one of the, perhaps the most important question, how am I going to track it? Now, this is different than is it measurable? How are you going to track it? How, how often are you going to track it? Uh, are you going to write it down in a notebook? I use a digital journal and I put all my goals down. I have one folder that says overview and they're all listed there. And then I have another folder that has the different goals kind of laid out. And I have little check boxes that I hit. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld used to talk about not breaking the chain. He would write material and he would be like, you know, you just put an X on a calendar. And two, two days you have two X's. Three days you have three X's. And he said, that was my measurement. I would just not want to break the chain. I knew I wanted to write every day. And so once I did, there went the red X. Don't break the chain. However you do it, you do have to give this some forethought. How do I, how do I measure it? Not is it measurable, how do I measure it? Is it measurable is a separate question. You have to answer that first, but then how are you going to measure it? How are you going to track it? Are you going to involve someone else in, in keeping you accountable? Are you just going to involve yourself? What are the parameters that you're going to use to engage how you measure your goal. Because if you don't measure it, everything else doesn't matter. So some of them are pretty simple. Uh, well, uh, so one of my goals is to, uh, to invest X amount of dollars into a certain company. Do I control it? Yep. Uh, is it measurable? Yes, because either I hit that number or I don't. Uh, is it realistic? I believe it is. Um, the emotional payoff is it begins helping me move towards things that I need to do uh, for my family, especially as my family ages, my children reach college age and marriage age, those types of things. How am I going to measure it? I'm not going to measure it until the end of the year because it's kind of a do or don't. But I do have three specific dates that I'm going to check in with myself on how is my progress. What do you mean you're going to check in with yourself? I'm going to pull up my computer. I'm going to look at the goal and say, okay, I'm a third of the way there. I should have this number ready to go. I'm halfway there. I should have this number ready to go. Do I? Yes, no. Well, if I do, good job. Keep going. If I don't, well, why not? 
well, this bill came up. This thing happened. Uh, just last week, my daughter was like, hey, I broke my glasses. I need to go um, get uh, a new pair. And we call them up. Oh, you're just outside the window for your, you know, your, your, uh, we need to do another eye appointment. Of course you do. 200 and some odd dollars later, we have a new pair of glasses, two new pair of glasses, right? That's a bill that I hadn't expected. So that money's got to come from somewhere and it could come from this pool that I'm trying to create to invest in this thing over here. Uh, I'm in a situation where in the middle of my life, I had to liquidate a lot of my savings. We're talking, well, not the middle of my life, hopefully in the, in the late first quarter of my life, I had to eliminate uh, a lot, liquidate a lot of savings in order for us to pay bills and to live in the middle of the last economic crisis. Uh, we, I lost my job and the jobs that I had were not able to pay me a lot, you know, especially with three kids. So I worked a lot of hours trying to go to grad school, trying to put things through. So I've got to make up for that. So a goal is, is, is to overcome that. Well, what are the behaviors that I need to do to do that? Do I control those behaviors? Are they measurable? Are they realistic? What's the emotional payoff? And then how do I measure it? How do I measure what I'm doing, right? This podcast, uh, one of the things, reasons that I moved to Wednesdays for 2020 is because it wasn't realistic. All the things that I had piled up at the beginning of the week that were due, it wasn't realistic for me. There was not a cohesive timeline for me to be able to get all the things done that I want to get done the way that my clients uh, stacked up because clients are what actually pays the bill. The podcast is a labor of love. I don't get paid to do this. So I had to rethink uh, my resources. This is part of the realistic question. I had to rethink my resources. Time is a resource. And I had to reallocate it. Well, how do I measure success in the podcast? I measure it three ways. Do I consistently put up quality material? Well, how do you judge what is quality material? I honestly, I go back and listen to my podcast. And there are some episodes like, man, I could have done that one better. Oh, that one was pretty good. Or I do. I measure the feedback that I get from you. People write in. They tell me, hey, I like this. Hey, I thought you were stupid and dumb here. I actually had somebody write me that once. I I'm okay with that. Somebody didn't like last week's episode. And they uh, wrote me and let me know about that. I appreciate that feedback. Right? So one of the ways that I measure feedback or I measure quality is feedback. That's one of the metrics that's written into my goals. What kind of feedback am I getting? What are my num my download numbers look like? How do I do those things? Incidentally, one of the things that I'm doing in 2020 is I am blogging more. And, and we, there's a lot of different reasons for it. Uh, most of the blog posts are 500 words or less. They're quick reads. They're designed to help the reader improve any relationship in their life. And they're also designed for people. There are people that don't like podcasts because they're not auditory learners. They don't really do well with podcasts, but they can read a 500 word blog post pretty easily. Those posts come out uh, once a week on Thursday. You can either just check out my webpage on Thursdays or you can go to joemartino.com. There's a subscribe button. You will only get blog posts on that subscribe button. You put that in, you put in your email address and on a day that a post goes up. So if you're listening this to this on a Wednesday, on Thursday, when that goes up, you'll get it in your email inbox. It'll be right there for you to read. It's a quick read. On Mondays, I have Media Monday, where I highlight either a YouTube episode uh, or a 
uh, podcast episode. And one of the things that I'm doing is this is a bit of a test run. I want to be uh, more involved in my author portion of my career. And one of the ways to do that is to have a regular habit of writing. And so a lot of what I'm writing, I find that when I write short blog posts, I have better writing sessions for my book. So there's another emotional payoff and a state of being payoff. And I know how I'm measuring it. But I'm only, I'm only measuring for now. I'm going to check in at six months. So if at the end of June, I have 24 blog posts up, I'm going to go that way to the end of the year. If I don't, I'm going to ask myself, why not? And is it something that I can change? And I'll get 24 for the second half of the year. Or is it something that I probably can't change with the amount of resources that I currently have? And I need to change my, my posting schedule and go down to maybe two times a month or whatever the fix is and then communicate that with my readers. So if you're interested in that, if you like blog posts, go to joemartino.com, uh, put in your email address for subscribe. I'll never share it with anyone, I promise. Uh, you'll only get blog posts from that webpage. We are looking into some sort of exclusive, like you can join a, a VIP type thing and get a, a email newsletter once a month, but that is, that is still in the design stage, if you will. All right, so some questions to ask yourself about your goals for 2020. If you set resolutions and you've already failed, that's fine. Uh, one of the things I always tell people is the beautiful thing with goals is, is let's measure how close you get. So if you have a goal to do something three times, go for a walk three times a week, uh, every week of the year, and we're in January 15th and you've already not done it one week, that's fine. So this, this month, you only get two of those weeks in. Next month, let's see how you do. And then next month, because we want to look at improvement. The goal isn't to be able to just set goals that we can just check off by rote. The goal is to create a space where we have improved ourselves. And for me, at least, I don't only want to improve myself, but I want to improve my environment. I want to improve the world around me. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this, if you found value in this, please share it with your friends, share it on your social media. You are the best form of advertising that I could hope for. We are working on things. One of the things that this is the first episode that I've recorded with a sound shield around my microphone. I'm hoping that this will improve the, the quality of the sound. And we are working on turning my book, uh, my first book, The Emotionally Secure Couple, into a audiobook. If you like audiobooks, I love audiobooks. I like books, period. Audiobooks, Kindle books, paper books, Apple books. I don't care. I like books. So if you're like me, uh, yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't want to say it definitively, but hopefully by the end of this year, uh, we will have a, a audible audio version of the book uh, that we will publish. I am working on the second book. Some exciting things are happening in this arena of my uh, of my career. We are booking speaking gigs for 2020. If you're interested in that, go to joemartino.com. Click on the Hire Me to Speak, speak gig. I can give a keynote. I can do a workshop. Uh, whatever you need, I can uh, probably offer you something in that way. And if I can't, I have some friends that I'd be happy to refer you to. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.